Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Don't take off yet, but have a seat. God's given two words to me already tonight. Before the young people go, are you ready? Number one, man, we start worshiping God. Good gracious. Oh, my goodness. Oh, by the way, welcome back. Where were you all on Sunday? The first word that the Holy Spirit has given to me tonight, listen real close. I want to make two prayers tonight. Spirit of the Lord spoke to me just a moment ago and I turned to my wife and spoke to her first. There are some that have been pressing in and the enemy is trying to push you back. I need for you to stand and come quickly. Ready, go. You have been pressing in and now he's trying to get you to push. He's pushing back going, come on, stop doing it, stop. Come on, back off. Hallelujah. There are individuals that need to be here. Wow. God has been speaking to you and you've been pressing in. It's like you've been going after God's heart and man, the enemy's been kind of like trying to kick you and push you back. Okay. Because it's going to be a packed night with all my goodness. Let let, let me help you out here. If y'all think that this is because of pastoral staff or guests that come in and minister, you're mistaken. This is the Lord. He's the Lord. We're just obeying what God... Wow, let's pray. Father, you've been speaking and we've been pressing in, but man, we're getting some pushback. The enemy is really coming after that. Like, stop it. Don't push so hard. Let up. What are others going to think? What are they going to say? Father, tonight, we want to be like the Apostle Paul. We want to press in. We want to press on. Tonight, in Jesus' name, help every person that immediately came to the front to get right back up in the saddle and continue on the journey of faith. Losing no ground. Hunkering down. Making it happen. Walking by faith and not by sight. Tonight, we press in. In Jesus' name, everybody says? Turn to somebody and say, get back up in the saddle. And press in. All right, thank you. Come on, let's everybody give them a big round of applause. Here's the second one. Man, I love the Holy Spirit. Young people, hang tight. This is a man call. This is a man call coming right here. This is for men of all ages. I'm just going to tell you and then I'm going to pray. Man, the Holy Spirit is like, wow, in this place. Gentlemen of all ages. I already know because the Spirit of the Lord told me so. There are men in this room. Young men, middle-aged, and men. Isn't that a nice way to say that? We have been in a dogfight with sexual temptation. Get here. Now, for prayer. Gentlemen, you are battling sexual thoughts and the enemy has been coming on strong. This isn't about pressing in. This is about how crazy our world is. I heard someone in a conference today say, I think there's a song out there about, I love the way you lie to me. Something like that. Pretty raunchy stuff. Wow, I'm amazed. This is not a moment of embarrassment. This is for men and young men who have been battling sexual thoughts. Get here. Ready, go. Mm-hmm. Really? Well, let me just come down by all by myself. Because the devil has been coming on strong. Well, that was just for you, Pastor. Well, that's just because you're a liar. There are men in here who are battling sexual thoughts. Why are you still seated? 
You mean I get to pray for myself only tonight? And I'm happily married. You mean to tell me I miss God? Really? 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 I'm only going to tarry because the Holy Spirit's here. I know that I was going to come down, but there are men and young men. Let me tell you something. You are no match for sexual temptation. You need to get your butt up here now in Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Wow, look, you guys are getting an ovation too. Wow. Let's lock up. Let's lock up. Let's lock up. Okay, we're going to pause right there and we're going to pray. But I'm going to tell you, I know the Holy Spirit. There are other men that should be here. That's all right. After you get your butt kicked a few times, you'll get done playing with all that sexual stuff. And before it shows up, it always plays up here first. Plays in the head first. Let's pray. Father, I knew you were going to call me to come down off that platform tonight. I thank you. I don't care, Lord, how young or how old we are. We are men made in your image with all kind of stuff on the inside. And this world tries so hard to lock us down and get us into a mold. But we're not playing that. Tonight, we are men. We are men of courage. We are men of confidence. We're not ashamed and we're not embarrassed. Lord, I link up with my friends, my brothers in the faith, and we're men of courage. We are not going to give in to sexual temptation. It doesn't matter how good it looks. It doesn't matter how good it could feel. We ain't doing it. We ain't doing it. And I thank you for the victory tonight in Jesus' name. Everybody says amen. amen. Come on, let's give these guys a big round of applause. Thank you, men. Man, the Holy Spirit just mentioned to me, he said, tell every one of those men that came up, the rest of the week, smooth sailing. The rest of the week, smooth sailing. All right, man, Jamie and Shelly and all the others were gracious to give us those moments around the prayer throne of heaven. Now it's time for them to be able to be released. And let's honor our young people, can we not, as they go tonight. Well, Father, we just thank you for what's happening, not just here, but throughout this Tri-County area with young people. God, we thank you. Father, we give you praise. We take our hands off, and we know it's a God thing. It's not a forward thing. It's a God thing. And we really praise you for it, Father. And Lord, bless these young men. Bless young men that they will keep their self together in Jesus' name. I thank you. And the old hymn writer wrote a song. Yield not to temptation for yielding is sin. The temptation within itself is not a sin. It's yielding to it. Don't let that pass you by. Don't let, don't let that pass you by. It's once we give in, when we yield, that's when the problem starts. Not the temptation within itself. Everybody doing good tonight? Man, is it good to get back home? Woo-wee. Man, is it good to be back home. If I could have done one thing, I'd love to bring the weather in the north to the south. I'm done with this heat. You've got to understand, I don't have air conditioning in my truck. So you talk about sweating. Lord Jesus. It's like, oh. And last night I was coming in around 8 o'clock from work at the school. And uh, it was raining. And you know what happens when you roll your window down. You just take a bath early. But I had to roll it down. Otherwise, you know what happens if you keep your windows rolled up. I mean, you got, you fighting, like, I can't see. I'm wiping off. How many are looking forward to cool weather? 
It's coming. But we got about another month. That's not complaining. That's just realizing good weather is coming. Amen? Let's go to the Father in prayer. Blessed be the name of the Lord our God, the author and the finisher of our faith. Man, you just hit us with your best shot right there, Father. That was awesome. Wow. Thank you that we're going to press in. And we're never going to stop pressing in. Thank you. We want to thank you also that our men are not locked down and they're not yielding to the things of this world, regardless. Yes, Father, we know there is pleasure in sin for a season, but we don't want that season. We want to live clean, free, and full of the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, everybody says, amen. Amen. Man, we have heard that this place really was on fire Sunday morning. We were, we were somewhere, I think, in Tennessee when we started getting the word of what God was doing. And it just kept going. And we just kind of said, okay, we've got to get some kind of a response. And then we started getting responses. And then others went to Facebook. You know, that wouldn't be me, right? But I'm going to ask, what's going on? And man, it's like all over the place. It is about our Father, and it's about His people. You guys are phenomenal. Would you honor the Lord tonight? And we thank the Lord for Pastor Mike, and we thank God for the opportunity to have the Georgia connection. And we thank the Lord for the fact that there's freedom in this house. There's liberty in this house. Okay? I've had several come up to me tonight, young people, and they've said, it's game on at the school. I said, what are you talking about? They said, since Sunday, the word is popping like popcorn. And there are individuals that have big questions. How do we handle that? Let me say to all of you tonight that it's really wise when you're facing unbelief or the challenges of the doctrines of men Let your life speak volumes above unbelief. Amen? Okay? How's that tonight? Amen? Because you're never going to silence the critics anyway. Just keep walking. Just keep enjoying God's presence. Yes? Got to tell you a quick story, and I want to talk to you this evening from God's Word for just a few moments this evening about having a point of reference. It's really critical to have a point of reference. Most of our young people that are not here but are out there and adults of this generation, they have no reference point. It's critical to have a reference point. Here's the story. A young boy was out in the country and he was climbing among a row of cliffs. He saw his dad down below him And he yelled from one of the top cliffs, Hey, Dad, are you ready? Catch me. The father turned around just in time to see his son jumping from the cliff. The dad became an instant circus act, catching his son, causing them both to fall to the ground because he wasn't ready. When the father finally found his voice, And he was gasping for air. He turned to his son who was in his arms and he said, can I ask you a question? Can you give me one good reason why you just did that? And the son looked up and responded with a remarkable calmness. Sure, he said, because you're my dad and you're trustworthy, I knew you'd catch me. What a point of reference, yes? If that is true on the natural scheme of things, think how much more God our Heavenly Father can be trusted and He will catch you. If you're going to begin developing in this life a point of reference, the best place to start 
is with your heavenly Father. As we were wrapping up in Columbus, my brother, who didn't know at that time he was saying a prophetic thing, turned to me as we were just kind of landscaping the home as we were preparing to leave on Sunday. And he said to me, you know what? I said, "Mm, I don't know. He said, look around and remember this is a point of reference. What's happening in our country, what's happening in many nations, what's happening in many churches is that there are not enough boundaries There's not enough stability for people to build anything on. And of course, I wanted to talk about the family tonight and the family of God. But in order to have a family, you've got to have a father. And if you're going to talk about the family of God, you've got to go upstairs and talk about your heavenly father. And so tonight, I want to share with you from God's word how important it is for us to really know that he can catch us. It doesn't matter how high you climb. It doesn't matter how nervous you get. When you sense his presence, if you want to leap into his arms, you're not going to knock him over. He's not going to be exasperated by the catch. He will balance you. He will ride you through the storm and put you back on your feet. He is your point of reference. Come on, church. That should be right there, enough for you to go, oh, yeah. Because, see, if you're building your faith on this ministry, ship ahoy and maybe shipwreck. But if you will put your faith and confidence in your heavenly Father, I don't care what cliff you're on. I don't care how high you've got to go. I want you to know that when the storms come, you have a Father who is able to catch you. He is trustworthy. Would you say with me tonight, my father is trustworthy. He is my point of reference. Do you believe that tonight? That's what brings me out on a Wednesday night. That's what prepares me for tomorrow and all the responsibilities that we all have. God is your point of reference. Your father can be trusted. I was reading a devotion today by David Jeremiah, and he said, your heavenly father is one who keeps his word. If God has given you one promise, it's going to happen. How many are living by one promise, at least one? How many of you would like to have God give you a promise, at least one? I want God to give me some promises that I can stand on. And I want to see how well they work in the storms. I want to know how well they'll work when I need to leave the cliff and jump into Papa's arms. I need to know that my Heavenly Father is my point of reference. I heard this today in an incredible conference that I was in. Listen closely. Boundaries have been removed, and students do not know boundaries anymore. Unfortunately, I've got to tell you, and I'm fully aware where this is going. Education has played a part in removing the boundaries. Educators are training young people how to question Everything. But you know what? There has to come a time and a place in our lives where we stop questioning everything and we start obeying everything. Notice I picked up God's word. You begin obeying. The moment that the boy saw the father and he heard the father's voice, he thought father was ready. And he just jumped. But his daddy really wasn't ready. Oh, I know he caught him, but it caused both of them to hit the the ground. Your heavenly father is ready to catch you before you even think about it. Come on, church. Come on, church. 
a young lady who's going to be speaking here in October who has a phenomenal testimony of divine healing. How many believe in healing tonight? God heals people. She'll be here in October. Listen to what she said. Embedded in much of our movies, music, and social media are lyrics, are words, are scenes that encourage young people to live with no boundaries. I'm not asking you to embrace it, but sometimes you need to step out into the social media and see what kids are doing. Sometimes you need to take the time to listen to some of the music that they're listening to. Actually pull up the lyrics and read it to the kids. Some of the kids don't even know the lyrics. They just love the rhythm. They just love the beat. But see, behind all of that is the demise of our lives. The enemy is looking to remove the point of reference. Where is your point of reference tonight? Well, it's in my retirement. Well, it's in my, well, it's, well, it's, it's in none of those things. It is in the eternal care of a father who loved you even before the foundation of this world. Think about that. So tonight, if you have your Bibles and you can follow along, let's talk about the father's heart. And then we're going to close with an incredible video that I hope it just kind of rips right into your heart. I hope it opens it right up to where you begin to go, whoa, there's a God who loves me. Whoa, I have a father who really cares about me. In fact, some of you are going to hurdle your natural father to get to your heavenly father tonight. Oh, boy, that one just came right down, didn't it? Many of us have been stopped in the course of life because we thought our earthly father was a reflection of our heavenly father. But Jesus said this. You don't always have to look up. You've got to look in. It may not always be on the screen, but listen. Jesus said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more can your heavenly father give you the Holy Ghost? Come on, church. Uh. All I want you to know tonight is he is an awesome father. The prodigal son believed that he was. And when he got sick and tired of everything that was in the pig's pen, everything that the world thought he was going to get, he said, you know what? It was better in father's house. And back to father he went. That's in the gospel of Luke. Yo, yo, yo. And on the way... It wasn't the son who saw the father. It was the father recognizing the son. Jesus said that before the son got back, the father was looking for him. Here's a word for you tonight, because maybe you felt like, wow, those were two rounds and I wasn't included. You're included in this one. The father's looking for you. Head for home. Head for home. I'm talking to believers tonight. I don't think there's one person in this room tonight that would be unsaved. I believe every one of you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But we can still drift. I just shared with you a few moments ago that I was included in that prayer. So please don't think once I pass a certain age, all those things are past me. You know the devil is a liar. As long as you're in this earth suit, you're going to deal with junk. You better know how to deal with that junk. You better have a point of reference. Who are you turning to tonight? Well, I've learned through the process of life and everything that I have inside of me, my skill set is so strong, I just look within myself. What a cavern. What a cave. What a dumpster. Our hope is in Jesus Christ, not in ourselves. So let's take a look at the Father's heart tonight. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 26. Listen to Jesus. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And what did the Lord give to me as we were traveling, coming back from Ohio on Sunday? Oh, no, 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 no. If you think I just throw this together in the last five or ten minutes, you've got to be kidding me. 
I believe in a crock-pot God, not a microwave God. God began to speak to me as he was driving down the highway, and I just went to work on the iPad, putting it together. So what is it that God wants you to know tonight? God wants you to know tonight that you are valuable. You're valuable. You should have smiled. You should have gone, wow, that's incredible. Sometimes in the workplace, we feel like we're devalued or there's not validation. But if you will just connect to your main reference point, he will always validate you. Oh, come on, church. Oh, listen, you're valuable tonight. That doesn't create arrogance. That just makes you assured. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. You are valuable to God. And Jesus is saying, hey, look, if my heavenly father can take care of all the birds, you're a little bit better and bigger than and created in his image. Take a deep breath. He is considering the value of your life. Turn with me to Luke chapter 6, verse 35 and 36. Love your enemies and do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High because he's kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Ready? Be merciful just as your father is merciful. What is that? You and I, when we know... This is really connecting. Like, I could stay here a long time and teach on this tonight. Those who know they're valuable show mercy. When you know who you are, you can extend what's been extended to you. But when you don't know who you are, you can't give anything to anybody because you haven't tapped into it either. Check your reference point tonight. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Well, brother, all I want to see is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I don't find anywhere in Scripture where it says, by the release of the gifts, you will grow. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord. This house will always preach the word. I said this house will always preach the word. That's what I'm talking about. And then out of the overflow, the gifts flow. See, we've got some messed up theology out there. If there's not solid ministry of God's word and there's not a reference point of God's word back to the sower who is the father, how could you trust the gift? Because Pharaoh could do everything Moses did until the final lap. What lap are you in right now? Oh, the spirit of the Lord is here. Oh, the spirit of the Lord is here. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Don't be afraid, little flock. For your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. What's the reference point? Not only are you valuable, not only has God given you mercy to release to others, not to, not to hoard it, hoard it, but share it. God also says, I'll give you the kingdom. Would you like to operate in the kingdom? I'll give you my kingdom. You can freely move and have your being in the kingdom. That's the book of Acts, church. In him we live and move and have our being. That's our point of reference. You can operate in God's kingdom. Hold on. That's not that big of a deal, Pastor. The Bible says that the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God in Christ. I'm hooked up. I am hooked up to the eternal kingdom. I'm not hooked up to the point of reference alone in Columbus, Ohio, where there's the presence of the Lord in my mother's home. Oh, no. That's a lower level. I've got to take it up to a higher level. Our educators are being encouraged to have higher ordered thinking. Well, it's great to see what my mom and dad built. I'm not talking about the house. I'm talking about what they had in that home. But that's not what God wants me to look at. God wants me to realize how they did that was because of their point of reference, which is the Father. I'm asking you tonight, do you know him? Mm. He's here tonight. He is here tonight. John chapter 14, verses 1 and 2. Do not, this is Jesus speaking, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. 
Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. What is the point of reference? You have an eternal reservation. You have an eternal... Oh, wow, dude. I got, a, I got a gift card to this place and I got a gift card to that place. Who cares? You've got an eternal reservation with him throughout eternity. If that doesn't fire you up, holy smoly, get some new wood. I walk back to Susie this evening, and tomorrow is a celebration time. I want to use that word correctly as they reflect on Tiffany and her homegoing. It's a celebration. And I leaned over and I whispered in her ear and I said, Susie, she's in the Father's house. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Now look, I may not always be totally truthful. I'm trying every day to be that way. But I can present to you one who has never lied and will never lie. He is not a man that he should lie. That's what God's word says. When he says that he's prepared a place for you, bank on it. Bank on it. Bank on it. We're we're more than halfway through. I'm hoping that you're getting this. Listen, listen. If you get more excited about the operation of the gifts than the ministry of God's word, you are really in trouble. You're in serious doo-doo. You are living in caca. And there are so many Christians, that's what they live for. Let me see the gifts. Let me see something demonstrated. Man, I want to hear the word. I want to know God's word is alive. I want to know about the fire and the flame that brings me through. So that when I'm about to fall, I can simply go, Papa, I'm a father. And he reaches out and he catches me. That's my point of reference tonight. John chapter 16, verse 27. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. How many believe that before he arrived, he was there? And the rest of you? Let's, let's, let's talk about that for a second. Jesus is saying, you are loved by the Father because you believe in him who sent me. I was with the Father before I arrived here. Yeah. Ain't nobody else ever done that. Ain't nobody else got that testimony. And what is he saying? The point of reference is this. You, Lord Jesus, you are as loved by my Father as I am loved by my Father. Man, if that doesn't get you any giddy up, you got to get a new horse. You are loved tonight just the way the Father loves Jesus. That's crazy. That is incredible. That's unconditional. Oh, God, wrap this around our hearts tonight. Wrap this around our thoughts tonight. That we are loved by you just as you loved your son. Because we believe that he's the only begotten son. Oh, Father. Oh, Father. So tonight you're loved. Go with me to Romans chapter 8, verse 15 through 16. This is the Apostle Paul writing under the inspiration of Scripture. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. Can I tell you what's not operating in the kingdom of God? Never has, never will. Fear. So when it crops up and shows up, it's got to go out. Because fear does not belong in the kingdom. Oh, my. Oh, my. But you have received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father, which means Daddy. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Point of reference, you have a heavenly Father. Someone came up to me after that message I preached on in regards to words you never want to hear. When Jesus will say to those in the left, just a quick reflection, Depart from me, I never knew you. I've had individuals since that service have come to me and they said, how will I know that he knows me? 
There's your reference right there. There is your reference right there. It's found in Romans chapter 8, verse 15 and 16. The Spirit of the Lord bears witness with your spirit that you belong to Him. Man, that's crazy good. Because that means if I tuck away in bed tonight, and I'm only a stone's throw away from where Charles Strickland used to live, and I leave this life, I know where I'm going. That doesn't mean I don't want to go to work tomorrow. I'm not looking for an escape clause. But if I go to sleep tonight, several years back, Charles Strickland, that's what he did. After going to a football game in Newberry, of all places, coming up this weekend, Chiefland plays Newberry. Hello, church. He came home from the game and he went home to be with the Lord to play in the biggest game. You don't know when your last day is. But while you're here, you can actually say, His Spirit bears witness with my spirit that I belong to the Father. Oh, Father. Let's just take a moment and give God a praise break. Come on in this place. Oh, Father, we thank you tonight. Father, we thank you tonight. Father, we thank you tonight. Tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to join the Cannon family, take a break from work, and keep working. And I'm going to be in Cross City for celebration service of Alan's grandmother, who went home to be with the Lord. You know what I'm going to tell the family and friends? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I understand the feelings. I understand where your heart is. But know this. She is celebrating with Chuck. The resurrection of eternal life. Oh, by the way, if you're following somebody else, make sure that they also came forth from the grave. He did. Who's your daddy? Bobby Knight would get upset if he was here tonight. Ooh, he got upset one time when he was told, asked, who's your daddy? Ooh, Coach Knight got uptight. So I'm going to ask you a question tonight. Who is your daddy? Who's your daddy? Do you know him? Do you have that kind of a relationship? So you can always go, my point of reference is above and not below. My point of reference is eternally set because the father found me on the cliff and I jumped and I jumped right into his arms. Man, I hope you walk out of here excited tonight. Watch this. Because many of you are getting ready to launch out into the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If you don't have a reference point, he will shipwreck you. The God of it. Y'all know when there's a prophetic word? If you do not know your point of reference and you try operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the enemy of your soul will shipwreck your faith. Now, Paul talked about being disqualified. Paul talked about not wanting to ever be shipwrecked because he'd already been shipwrecked on a ship, but he didn't want his faith Shipwrecked. Come on, church. You better know your point of reference tonight. Glory to God. Mm. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7, verse 9 through 11. We've got two other verses, and then we'll come to the video. Matthew chapter 7, verse 9 through 11. Which of you, oh my goodness, that's already brought up tonight, hasn't it? Wow. If his son asks for bread, we'll give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil... What did you say? Did you call me evil? Jesus is making that clear distinction that compared to our heavenly father, we are evil in comparison to him. There is no evil in our father. Oh, Lord Jesus. Ooh... Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Here's your reference point. You have been given many gifts. And you are to be operating in those gifts. Let me explain to you this way. If you have the potential to be an A student, you have no business getting D's and C's. Ooh, students just love me when I tell them that. Because if I ever see an A pop up on a report card or a transcript, I just bring it to their attention. Why can't you get more? Now, what does that mean, spirits? We flip it over. If you have launched out one time in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, why aren't you still doing that? 
Why aren't you pressing in? Why aren't you moving out with the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Uh, uh, uh. Ooh, fire. Ooh, fire, hot fire up here tonight. First John chapter 3, verse 1. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. You know who you are? You're a child of the king, dude. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm around kids all day. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, I'm proud to present to you that you are a child of the king. Hey, dude, you are a child of the king. You've got a new nature. You have a new nature. You don't have to play subservient to the old. You have the new. Example. In the last few weeks, I've been writing with my daughter. Prayer, prayer, prayer. <laughs> well, you know what I said to my little old red truck? I think you've sat long enough. Come on, baby, let's go. The old versus the new. I would love to go to either my wife or to Brittany and go, let's trade for a week. You think I could get them to buy in? No. They would much rather ride in the new. And let me have the old. But that's just the way it ought to be in our faith. We know we've got an old nature that doesn't have any air conditioning, that you've got to roll the windows down and pray to God they'll roll back. No, I'm serious. She can testify to that. I've even had times where I just take a pull it straight up and look around and see if anybody's watching. And I don't much care. Because my life does not consist in the abundance of things. There are so many people whose point of reference is stuff. Stuff will not take you over. It's nice to be able to access that. But listen, you've got something new. You've got a new sports model. It's on the inside. And it's been vested in blood. And it's gifted by the Holy Ghost. I'm inviting you. Turn it loose. Fire in the house. Last two verses, 1 John 3, 1. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is who we are. I just covered that and I want to say it one more time. And I want to add one to the new nature. God delights, please get this tonight, it won't be on the screen. God delights in lavishing on you all that you need. Why do you embrace to hold that back? Lavish. Let me explain it to you this way. If I was to say to my wife, for the next 24 hours, I'm going to lavish everything you want on you. You think she'd be sitting there going, she'd be going, bring it on. I'm, I'm talking about things right now. I'm not talking about me. She gets me all the time. But I'm just talking about whatever she wants, sweetheart. I'm going to lavish. Robin, in the next 24 hours. This is not prophecy. I'm going to lavish everything you want on you. Isn't I, aren't you excited? Yeah. It's not going to happen, though, baby. <laughs> but here's the beautiful thing. We as men love to please that special person in our lives. And sometimes when we're all fired up and jacked up, we'll say things we can't carry through. And all the ladies are kind of giggling, going, you know, that's an amen. <laughs> but our Heavenly Father delights in lavishing on you. Don't push Him back. Just open up and go send it. Bring it on. Bring it on, Papa. Come on, Daddy. Come on, I, come on, Daddy. Come on, bring it right here. Mm, bring it. Bring it. He delights in that. Last verse for tonight. Man, there's fire up here. Luke chapter 15, verse 17. When he came to his senses, oh my goodness. The Spirit of the Lord brought that out earlier tonight too. When he came to his senses, he said, I will set out and go back to my father. And you know what? God's inviting you home. No, 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 no. Don't misread that. No one is leaving that I know of tonight to head home eternally. 
But God wants you to have a point of reference. Everything down here is so minimal compared to where I'm headed and my home. Oh, my goodness. I've been having to coax my mother because all she wants to do is go be in his glory. I said, well, I'll pray that God sends his glory because she wants to go home. She wants to go home. She's 90 years of age. She's ready to go home. I said, you can't go. I said, your prayer life on my prayer life, you lose. Because I'm young and you're old, so you can't remember how to pray. I've been messing with her. I'm calling her every day and I'm telling you. I say, listen, mother, his glory is in your home. What's that mean? You can't go. Why? Because I'm praying. I'm praying that you stay. But she keeps talking about home. Home for her means more than the home that my father, my earthly dad, gave to her. Means so much more, and she's got it going on. It's like, darn. Go, girl. Look what you got. She don't care. She knows there's something better waiting. I want to close with a story and then the video. Remember the last verse? I called my son this afternoon, my youngest. Because if it doesn't work at home, it ain't happening in here. I almost started praying in the Holy Spirit right there. And I am, but you just can't tell it. Mm -hmm. Because if it doesn't work at home, it doesn't work. I don't care what lights are on. I don't care what the smoke looks like. If it's not in the house, it won't be in this one either. It's got to be at home. So I'm coming down the road sweating. (laughs) I will not cuss at my truck. And I called my son, and I said, any homework tonight? No, no homework. So we got church tonight. Yes, Dad. What are you doing? Nothing. Good. I need for you to go clean the pool. (laughs) Click. (laughs) Click. I said, man, if I could just get to him right now. (laughs) There's no need to even put my foot on the accelerator because she ain't going nowhere. (laughs) So we'll just take our time getting there, and I'll cool down. Let the jets burn low. Some of us have our jets way too high. So I get home, and being a good father, I want to check out the accountability. I want him to clean the pool. And I walked out back, and I'm going to put some shock in the pool, and I'm shocked. Because it looks like it has not been cleaned. So I call him out. I said, Joshua Kenneth, did you clean this pool? Yes, I did. I said, you did? He said, yes, about two hours ago. I said, I'm amazed at the condition of this pool. And he's looking around. I said, I know I'm in the backyard, but I'm going to just tell you right now. Like that. He said, I'm just telling you I cleaned it. And I said, the devil is a liar. (laughs) And I walked around to the back, and I opened up the screen, and it was full of leaves. Now, if any of you have ever been around a pool, you know if you clean a, the pool out, those leaves are going to be cleaned out too. And I said, no, nah, you got God Almighty help my soul. <laughs> Joshua Kenneth, get back out here. He walks back out, comes around to the back. I said, what's that right there? He said, I don't know. He said, I cleaned the pool. I said, Joshua. I said, all right, come on. And we walk around and get up on the deck. Mm. And I have a certain way that I fold up everything, the hose and all. And I said, wow, man, you've really copied me. I said, you did a great job. Only problem, I don't see any water. I got right up to him like this because he's tall. And I looked up at him and I said, now you tell me the truth. Did you clean this pool? And his head dropped all the way down. I said, Joshua, I have never been so discouraged and defeated as I am right now because you have never lied to me in all 14 years of your life. I am shocked at what you just did. 
and I gave you three rounds. And I said, let me think. Do I want to knock him out? Or do I want to just go get my paddle at the school and just light him up? And then I thought the third would be better. Son, go get me your phone and turn it in to me now. He brought it to me and his head's down. I said, I cannot believe what you did. You lied to me. And as if he didn't hear me, I said, no, you lied to me. And I didn't think it got through. And I said, did you hear me? You lied to me. You have crushed me. You've never lied to me. Get out of here. And he walked back in the house. That really happened. Just like that. And I'm sputtering around the house talking to myself. And he walks out of his bedroom. And he's got his head down. Tears are falling. I wouldn't even let him talk. I just picked it back up. Men, tonight, it is critical that we begin making changes so that we reflect the Father, not the passions of an earthly father. I finally stopped because I realized there's a lot of characteristics in Joshua that's a lot like his mother. And he just waited for me to shut up. And so I'm standing there, and I knew I was too close to him because I couldn't see anything because he's, you know, he's up there, and I'm right up in there like that, and all I could see was his chest. So I backed away so I could see him. It's true. So there's humor in failure. I said, all right, what do you want to say? And he just began to weep. He said, I am so sorry. I didn't mean for this to happen. Now listen closely. And in the video. He said, Daddy, I learned something this afternoon. The devil will come and plant a seed and then he leaves when you act on it. And he leaves you all by yourself. And he said, I'm so scared of what you're going to do. I said, come here. I think I got him around the waist. And I just hugged the daylights out of him. And uh, we both were crying. And I said, I forgive you. It's over. It's done. Let's do one more thing. So let's go into your bedroom. And he's looking at me because that brings back memories. <laughs> oh, crap. He's going he's gonna to bring it. I said, I need for you to kneel down. He looked at me like, I'm thinking, I hope he does, because he's a little bit bigger now. I said, I'm going to go down with you. Then he knew. I put my arm around him. I said, I need for you to pray. I want you to confess to the Lord what's on your heart. And then I want to pray. And we had a heavenly home meeting as a father and as a son. As the father's heart was on display through a broken vessel to a wounded child. And tonight, both the earthly father and the son have been reconciled. That's the father's love. Give God praise. The words you are about to experience are true. They will change your life if you let them. For they come from the very heart of God. He loves you. And He is the Father you have been looking for all your life. This is His love letter to you.
I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I am familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered. For you were made in my image. In me you live and move and have your being. For you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake. For all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but am the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you, simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could, for I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand, for I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope, because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts toward you are countless as the sand on the seashore, and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul, and I want to show you great and marvelous things. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me, and I will give you the desires of your heart, for it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine, for I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. One day, I will wipe away every tear from your eyes. And I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your father, and I love you even as I love my son Jesus. For in Jesus, my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I love that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my Son Jesus, you receive me, and nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home, and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father, and will always be father. My question is, will you be my child? I am waiting for you. Love, your dad, Almighty God. stand as a family of believers tonight. I, I tell you, I, I stand in awe of what God's doing in this place. Your love for him is so strong. You can just walk down any area of this auditorium and you can feel the presence of God.
because you carry his presence. As we go home tonight, I want you to know Father really loves you. Father really, really loves you. Parents and young adults that are here tonight, when you see Joshua, don't rub that in. I shared that with you so that you know I'm on the same journey you're on. Let's show the Father's love to our children. Let's support them. Let's forgive them. Let's restore them. Let's raise them up to know the Father's love. Amen. Has God ministered in this place tonight? Yeah. Come on, let's love on Him. Father, we do. We love you and we exalt you. We're going to pray in just a moment. I'm not going to ask anyone to come to the front. I always love to listen to the voice of the Lord, but I just sense a good general prayer in just a moment. We have an opportunity tomorrow. As I was coming home, I also had a call from Alan Cannon. They're all together tonight as they prepare for tomorrow's um, celebration service in Cross City. He asked me, he said, Pastor, would you just let the church know that A, we need your prayers. And if there are any ladies that would like to prepare something or bring some food up to the Pineland Center, there will be those who will be there around 11 o'clock tomorrow. Um, That'll be in plenty of time. The actual service um, begins at 11. So as soon as we're done there in Cross City, we'll be coming. But if there are any of you um, on a late notice would be able to fix something or pick something up and drop it off at the Pineland Center. Uh, the Cannon family um, would appreciate that. All right? So I just put that out there. Another way for us to demonstrate the love of God. Oh, by the way, you do it all the time. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your precious word tonight. Thank you that you're the ultimate point of reference. I want to thank you for Jared, my brother, who out of the kindness of his heart simply said point of reference. And you picked that up and burst something on the way home. I just want to say thank you. I give you the honor. I give you the glory for that. And I thank you that it's settled now, down deep in our hearts. As we go home, we're going to be able to check our point of reference. Father, is everything okay with me? Do I need to come to you tonight, Father, like Joshua with his own dad? And do I need to make some things right with you? Father, before I go to bed tonight, I'll meet you by the side of my bed, on my knees, with my head bowed and my heart humbled. I'll get things right with you. Father, we thank you tonight for your love. We thank you for the Father's great embrace. May your people in this house really sense your presence and from the pastoral staff all the way through the leadership that we are people that love and care and we'll walk together and we'll catch one another if necessary from the high cliffs of life. We'll brace each other's fall. We'll support and surround each other with the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for the worship in this house tonight. Father, I thank you also as we close for an awesome service that was here, the ministry of the Holy Spirit on Sunday. On Sunday, I ask that you'll bless Pastor Mike and the Georgia team. I ask that all their needs will be met according to the riches that's in Christ Jesus. We love you. We're not taking any credit for what you're doing. We'll be very careful and cautious and guarded in our community to lift up the light of the gospel to always represent the hope that lives within us. Keep us safe as we go home tonight. Give all of my friends and family members in this house a good night of rest. May they rest in peace tonight. May dreams and visions and the visitation of the Holy Spirit be with them during the hours of the night. Thank you that we're pressing in. We love you with all of our hearts. We love you, Father. 
In Jesus' name, God's people said, amen. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.